Project Kayfabe. Hola, everybody. Welcome to Project Kayfabe, a wrestling and pop culture podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe. Today is February 3rd. It's a Wednesday. That means it's a wrestling episode. I'm happy that you guys are here. Thank you, as always. I just always have to say this because I'm just so blessed to have you guys listening to this pod. Uh, on today's episode, it's Quade and I, and we are talking about the Royal Rumble 2021. This is actually something we filmed right after watching the Rumble. We were live on YouTube and Twitch. Go check us out, Project Kayfabe, on, Re- on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, we were live the entire time for the pay-per-view, so we figured, fuck it, let's just record our reactions right after. So that's exactly what we did, and we hope you like it. So this episode will just be on the Royal Rumble. We didn't do any extra pieces, so it'll be interesting to hear our takes, and, uh, and I'm hope you, hoping you guys like it. In the future, we will be live maybe one or two more times, depending on how we're feeling about the lives. Um, so we'll probably be live for maybe Elimination Chamber or Fast Lane. And more than likely, we'll probably be live for at least one or both nights of WrestleMania. So keep that in your schedule now if you're interested in listening to us and want to interact with us. Because that's what I want out of you guys. I want to interact with you all. Which is why we're going to be setting up a Discord pretty soon. I hope to maybe launch the Discord by one of the next pay-per-views. Whether it's Elimination Chamber, Revolution, from AEW, or maybe uh, Fastlane or Mania. I don't know yet. But... Thank you again for always listening. It's great to talk to you guys here, and hopefully uh, we can interact more with you. Um, as always, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and on TikTok, because we do post on TikTok now. So that's at project underscore kayfabe. Thank you again for just listening, and let's get into today's episode. So, ladies and gentlemen, Royal Rumble has just completed. Right now, Quade and I are in the midst of a live stream that we've been doing since the Rumble started, the whole pay-per-view. Uh, not the best turnout, but, you know, we'll try it in the future again. I was going to say, if it doesn't work out well this first time, I'm going to quit and never do a stream again. But give it one more try. Let's see. Give it one or two more tries just to see. Maybe there's a way to fix this to make sure there's a good turnout. So, just be on the lookout for that. But... Me and Quade are going to be talking about the Royal Rumble 2021 right now as our reactions are fresh. It just happened. And I don't know. I'm very just like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't tell if I'm indifferent or I'm shocked or just like, don't really know ha- what to feel. Like Bianca Belair winning. That was great. I also would have been happy if Rhea Ripley won. Um, all the champions retained their titles tonight. So those were pretty decent. And then Edge winning the Royal Rumble. That one was like, you know, that was an idea, but I didn't think they were really going to go with it, to be honest. I didn't think that was something that would actually happen, but it's pretty cool to see it happen. The way it happened was interesting. Just that Rumble in general made me care. I cared about watching it more than the women's one because the women's one was, as we were saying in the live stream, very sloppy it felt. It just like felt like there's too many things going on at the same time. And it was just like, you know, wasn't, I was like confused on what to actually watch. Like Bailey got eliminated and they were not paying attention to that. They paid attention to when Tori Wilson got eliminated (laughs) and they had to show us 
after the fact that Bailey was eliminated, they're like, oh yeah, Bailey's on the ground. Here, let's show you the replay on how that happened. I'm like, you need to tell me your biggest star in 2021, essentially, in the women's division, and probably bigger than a lot of the men you guys had. You just totally botched it and didn't showcase her getting eliminated. Especially when she was at the number one spot and got eliminated by the winner, Bianca Belair. Yeah, that match was just... uh. I think that part annoyed me the most. Like, well, why would you show? And Tori Wilson's important, yes, I know, but Bailey and and, and Bianca had like one of the biggest feuds on on SmackDown for like, the last like month or two, and she eliminates her, and then we already get a glimpse in like the corner of our screen of Bailey going over the ropes, and then she's on the floor, and and then then I go back and show replay. But yeah, the match kind of felt. I want to say like it, it, it had good surprises, but like the match itself, I don't know. Like you said, it felt kind of sloppy or like disorganized in a way it's like something was off to me like, I, I don't think and i don't think it's a lack of crowd because it, I, with the men's match i didn't feel that way yeah that's true it was just there was too many things going on i, I feel like part of it is to blame maybe because there were two like they brought out a lot of legends they did a lot of nxt call-ups which is just kind of shows that the women's division is kind of suffer- suffering. They used to have a really great women's division, especially because of the women's revolution and what it did. But, I don't know, it was just weird. But uh, we could get more into that in a sec. Uh, we could try and go in order. Um, I, I kind of lied. I said all the champions retained their belts. That is wrong, because on the pre-show, mm-hmm. and I didn't think it was going to be on the pre-show, but they put Charlotte Flair and Asuka against Nia Jax and Shayna ba- uh, Baszler. Uh Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler won the tag team titles off of Asuka and Charlotte thanks to Ric Flair and his weird feud with his daughter that revolves basically he's horny <laughs> for Lacey Evans. Um, I didn't really pay attention too much on that. We were trying to start the live stream up and like you were dealing with technical difficulties quite a, so like I didn't really pay too much attention to what was going on. But the fact that they lost, I'm like, okay, so when is Charlotte going to take the belt off of Asuka at this point? <laughs> Yeah, that, that match was like, I didn't see it because like, I was having technical difficulties and I wasn't, I was not messing with that match. And then, like, this was a replay during the show. And in the replay, someone could, someone could like, correct, correct me if I'm wrong here. I did not see Asuka, like, for, like, a good portion of, like, the end of, ending of the match. Like, I don't know what they did to her, why she wasn't there to help Charlotte. But, like, it, it, that, that team in general was just, like, a really weird team. I don't know why there was a team to begin with, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And she's getting the title back to Shayna and Nia. I have a theory as to why they get the titles back to them. Um, instead of keeping on Oscar and Charlotte, but I don't know. This is where they had done the pre-show. Yeah, especially because of the names that are attached to the belts, mm. like Charlotte, Oscar. Those aren't. Well, they've <laughs> definitely put Oscar in the pre-show before, but like, you know, the combination of the four does not scream pre-show to me, and. I just kind of blame WWE on the fact, too. Like, I maybe would have tried to make sure I paid attention to the pre-show if I knew that was a pre-show match. Like, going into that, and I just saw it pop on the pre-show. I was like, what the hell? Um, it was lucky enough I had the pre-show on in the background just to make sure we were ready for the Rumble. But, yeah, that also is weird. You know, Asuka was kind of missing in that last moment when they replayed, like, what happened. So I don't really know what happened there. So maybe this, like, leads to... You know, Charlotte just upset that Asuka wasn't, like, there for her or some shit like that. But I don't know. Between now and, I guess, what, what's the f- next pay-per-view? Fastlane or Elimination Chamber? Uh, I think it's Fast. No, no it has to be Elimination Chamber because yeah. 
Fastlane is happening around sometime in March, March and that's yeah. when the Peacock change is happening, that they get the network. So I guess she's going to lose the belt within this next month for her could honestly be tomorrow. I, I think she could. I honestly think she could lose the belt tomorrow. But I think I think the easiest way to do this is just put her in the limited chamber match, just have Charlotte dominate the whole thing, get her, get Charlotte the title, and then just set up Charlotte versus Rhea, uh, Rhea Ripley or something like that, or like Shayna Baszler, or even Lana at this point. Like <laughs> I don't know. This is good. Guess I new for Mania. I don't really care who it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, very interesting. But uh, I guess we could start with the main matches of the main show. Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg started off the pay-per-view. Um, it kind of went the way I would want their match to be. Like, I said this during the live. Like, I wouldn't want to see Goldberg and Drew, like, exchanging fucking headlocks and putting each other, trying to submit each other or anything like that. No one wants to see that. I don't think Goldberg could even do this at this point. Goldberg is best if you're going to use him. To be a fucking hoss. Be a big powerhouse. Same thing with Drew. Drew can wrestle and still can because of the shape he's in and all this time he's had and whatnot. He's an active competitor. But having him just go blow for blow with Goldberg and fuck each other up, which is what happened. You know, they, like Goldberg put Drew into the barricade. Uh, Goldberg took the Claymore. He took a spear from Drew. I mean, it kind of was good for what it was. You know, you're not expecting match of the fucking night. But you're expecting these guys to not fucking suck, at least, you know, if if done right. And honestly, I respect it. This one page I follow, Wrestling Republic, they rated it three out of five stars. And that's a good way to say that. I would give it that. You know, a nice average score, nothing to brag home about. But at the same time, nothing where you're like, oh, Jesus, they wasted my fucking time for that. It went like it should have went, in my in my opinion. Yeah, I thought that match went... Um... Pretty good. Like, I didn't expect it to be long. I didn't expect it to be. I expected to be shorter, shorter though. But I think it was just two guys who like to hit hard, like to hit heavy, strong finishing moves, going at it, just training blows for blows, and I, I did what it need to do. Uh, I didn't think it need to do anything more than showcase Drew in a good light. I guess I, I guess it builds up Drew because Gober had had some big wins in the past few years. Um, not that Drew needs to be built up anymore, but it was a fun opener. Like, it did what it needs to do. Yeah, it naturally builds up Drew. Because think about it, like, I was it was I was listening to the Booker T podcast a couple weeks ago, and I think I think it was Booker T or the guy who does it with said it and like said it best. Like, only a handful of people can say they've beaten Goldberg throughout his career, which is very mm-hmm. true. It's still only a handful of people can actually say they've beaten Goldberg. So I put Drew McIntyre on that list. That's pretty good. That's pretty good to see that, that he actually beat Goldberg. And that just kind of speaks more to his championship run, you know, especially because this is his second time with the belt. It's still going as strong as his first time did. So it's great to see that, you know, WWE didn't waste Drew McIntyre. They wasted him for a lot of years, but finally, you know, brought him back after that time away, helped him build in NXT, continued to build him up, looked a little shaky when he came back onto the main roster, but Totally got fixed as of last year. 2020 was a great year for Drew, and I think 2021 is going to continue to be a good year for him too. Yeah, I think I think he's setting up for a uh, pretty, I don't want to say high-profile field, but I think he's going to get a nice little mania program, uh, hopefully. Um, yeah, it's just cool to see Drew. He kind of held it for a year, kind of, um, or in, uh, ruined that for a little bit, but, you know, 
is what it is. So I think, yeah, I think, like you said, I think this match is like not everybody can say to be Goldberg. So the fact that Drew has that bragging rights now, something that Roman doesn't got. <laughs> so, you know, good props to Drew. Yeah. Um, okay, next match. Sasha Banks versus Carmella. This one, you said it at one point during the live, and I agree. Like, when Sasha Banks won this match, that's when the match was kind of getting good. (laughs) Like, that's when the match was kind of getting a little bit more back and forth pace and, like, pretty interesting to watch. At one point, it kind of looked like Carmella almost could have won when she put on whatever her submission is against against, uh, Sasha Banks. I don't know what her submission is called, but it kind of looked like at a moment that Sasha could have tapped tap to it and it looked pretty decent um i would also give this match kind of like a three out of five stars this one this one page gave it a 3.25 but um i don't know for me it would have been nicer if it had like five more minutes to the match because just when it was getting good is when they ended it and i'm like oh man i was actually now starting to really pay attention and care about this match i do kind of like those weird spots with uh sasha banks i mean Carmella's manservant. I don't know. Why. I still don't understand why she has a manservant with this gimmick. But uh, it was cool for a hot second, like some of the stuff, like you know, he saved her and whatnot. But then she fucking get, he got booted. So, but yeah. um, interesting. But it would have done a lot better if they gave it some more time. Yeah, this match. Soon as like, cause she did Carmella did the outside dive, and I was like, all right, it's picking up. They got back in the ring, they did a little something, something, then just ended out of nowhere. It was just like a really premature end of this match. I don't know why they cut it so short. Especially when these pay-per-views, you know, this was a, this was one of the longer ones that they had recently, but this match could have afforded a few more minutes. I think it would have just done it some service because Camilla has improved a lot since, like, her first time on the main roster, and it's like she was holding holding her own against Austin and just ended it out of nowhere. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah, she definitely has improved since she came back. And that's great to see, you know? Like, that's why, like, I don't care. Like, not I shouldn't say I don't care. Like, I don't mind that she's feuding with Sasha Banks right now. Especially because, like, this is a good feud to put under Sasha Banks' belt to continue to have her reign as champion. Now it seems like, who knows how long, like, honestly, if her against Bianca Belair, which it looks like it's probably going to happen when it comes to Bianca Belair winning the Women's Royal Rumble match, I wouldn't even be upset if Sasha Banks continued like and beat Bianca Belair. As long as it's a really good match, because at the end of the day, like think about it, Sasha Banks has put on a lot of good matches, but very few when she was champion, because mm-hmm. this is like her first time really having a long-term run with a main title on the main roster. So, you know, this could be very interesting. And I'm, this is a good feud to have under her belt. I think it hopefully won't continue after this. Hopefully <laughs> yeah. it's like done. And she has another nice feud going into her time uh, before she goes against Bianca Belair, but who knows? Yeah, I hope this feud is over. Because I, I think they got two reviews before the Mania. Naomi's, Naomi's on Raw, so it won't work out. But I don't know, they could pull someone out the bag man, and feud, make Shasha feud with her for like a little bit until uh, get her at least two more defense. I think she, she should get at least two more in, assuming she loses that Mania. Yeah. That would be good. Women's Royal Rumble. We kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier. For me, it was very sloppy in a way, just because, like, it just felt like there's too many things going on, but not in the way that, like, maybe it's not their fault, but maybe it was, like, the way WWE produced the match. It was just hard for me to, like, 
pay attention at some points. There's a lot going on. I did like some of the things they did. Like, you know, it was very, very surprising to see Jillian Hall come back to the WWE and just be a random entrance. You know, that was just funny. And she was still doing her singing gimmick and shit like that. And I like the whole, uh, uh, what's her name? Billy Kay being weird and just like not wanting to wrestle one on commentary, then tried to like, you know, get people to be her friend and it wasn't working out for her and shit like that. That was pretty funny. Seeing Victoria was pretty cool. Uh, Tori Wilson's just always nice to look at. So that was cool. <laughs> um, but very interesting. Just the way this one, I saw someone tweet. Um, it's a fiend for followers or followers for fiend, something like that on Twitter. Nice Twitter account. They tweeted, this is the best woman's Royal Rumble, in in their opinion. And I'm going to say no, but I do agree that the ending with the final three people, that was a very cool ending. You know, your final three is Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, and Bianca Belair. They really killed it. I liked it. They got, Bian- uh, they got Charlotte out, and then you got Rhea Ripley and Bianca going at it. And I would have been very happy if Bianca won. I would have been happy. Well, she did win, so I'm happy about that. But like, I would have been happy, too, if Rhea Ripley won. They were both really good for it. And overall, that was my favorite part of that match, which was really good. Just the stuff around it was weird. Like, Bailey comes out as number one. She is Bailey. She has been the top of her game. This has been her best run. And then she gets eliminated, which is unfortunate, because I thought she would have been in the final four. But... They don't even show when she gets eliminated. <laughs> that, that is stupid. That, that just annoys me a lot that they show her elimination. This is, this is one of the big problems that he has with like camera angles. Every single rumble that the last four years have had some mishap with like the, the, the camera angles. Like Edge's return, his first pair is not even shown. AJ Styles was focused on Roman Reigns. And then, not that this was like a big elimination, but Bailey is a big like she came off a one year run, and this is Bianca, who won the Rumble, eliminated like her biggest rival to this point, and you don't show it <laughs> for Tway Wilson. That, I don't know, that's just a little bit sloppy to me. Yeah, and it's like you know, no discredit to Tori Wilson; she was great during mm-hmm. her time for what she was, but like. I didn't give a shit about her getting eliminated because I didn't think she was going to win anyway. Like, I knew she was going to get eliminated. It was only a matter of when. And if they didn't show it on TV or at least get the angle on time, you know what? That's fine with me. But show Bailey. Bailey was your number one person in the ring. So you make sure if she's going to get eliminated, someone has the camera on her at the right time. You know, that whoever is in the production truck is making sure it actually gets fucking switched right when this is going to happen. Um... You know, it's all, you know, it's talking shit to them of the WWE because, you know, WWE can never do good, which is like the way the Internet wrestling community looks at it. <laughs> you know, that's kind of how we sound right now. But this is unfortunate, you know, as you're being the number one wrestling company in the world, you got to be better. There's nothing like that. Got to be better. But I mean, at least the high point was that the final two, the final three in general to the final two was just really great. Like. I don't think they could have picked a better combination of Rhea and Bianca. Like we've seen their matches in at a takeover last year, it was great, and we know what they're capable of. And I was just happy to see that they uh was able to battle out and then and then I, I was fine with either one of them winning, but I'm definitely happy that Bianca did. Yeah, very disappointed though, just to like see that, and it's no discredit to her; it's just the way she's been built, but. 
Natalia is your number 30 <laughs> spot was such a waste. Like, yeah. oh, I will say she's, she's a very gorgeous woman, incredible wrestler, but she has not been built well in the last couple of years, especially in 2020 to now. And, you know, they, and this was, I also like, I'm, I'm upset with WWE because they can't figure their story out straight on what they're going to fucking do. Because originally when they revealed that WWE backstage was coming back, they said the men's 30 spot was going to get revealed on that show. And then they said the woman's number one and number two were going to get revealed. They ended up switching it last minute yesterday and have the men's number one and number two get revealed. And then the number 30 spot was determined in a match between Tamina and Natalia. <laughs> And they were going to show it on backstage, which was very fucking random, first of all. Natalia and, and like, fucking Tamina. You know, if you tell me... And this is the thing, too. If you told me it's, like, Bailey versus... I don't fucking know. Like, Bianca Belair. Just give an idea like that. Fucking, like, I would have probably tuned in or at least tried to watch that match at some point or see the highlights. I don't give a damn about watching Natalia versus uh, Tamina. No offense to these ladies, but... <laughs> <laughs> that was not something that was going to carry me to go watch WWE backstage at that moment yesterday, or even try and care and see what the, like, you know, the highlights were or anything like that. And especially when WWE, like, I'm just still like upset that they revealed it like that. You know, sometimes WWE has done it in the past where they have like, you know, they, someone competes for the last spot in the rumble or, you know, they have to earn something to then get that last spot or we hear who gets what number sometimes, but that was just, it was very anticlimactic to know it was going to be Natalia. It was like kind of just a disappointment. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just ended the whole time like, oh, man. So Natalia's coming out soon. Oh, great. Looks like they, 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 me and you were just sitting there like we knew Nia Jackson and Natalia was the next two up. And it was just at that point after whoever came out 27 or 28, we were just like, all right, this, we know what's up. This, this, it wasn't interesting at that point because like, it was two disappointing people back to back. It's just like, it's just hurried up. Yeah, honestly. But um, if you take away a lot of like, if you take away the sloppiness in certain parts of it, it was still very enjoyable. I do enjoy more. Like when I think about last year, like there was a lot more memorable moments last mm -hmm. year, probably even like, just like I mentioned this before, like when Beth Phoenix was, being fucking crazy of having her head gash like gushing blood and like turning like her hair bright orange and then like she still had like an amazing spot and like just carried on so well in that match that was cool or the year before that when becky won and stuff like that all interesting stuff but this year i think the best part that you could take away from it is who won it and just the style of how they won it yeah yeah i think that's i think that's definitely the hands down the best finish to a, a women's rumble yeah yeah uh next after that um they did like a little cool down moment by like just you know rehashing everything that went on you know they had like you know the backstage commentary or whatever was going on um like the people that start the pre-show they were talking um they did like for some reason, Pete Rosenberg had to win the 24-7 title from R-Truth and is actually, I think, still the 24-7 champion because they never went back to that. So we might see it tomorrow on Raw or some shit that Pete Rosenberg loses the belt to R-Truth. Um, and then <laughs> they went straight to Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the Universal title, a match that I was very happy about. You know, I it's just two guys beating the fuck out of each other. I'm still like, you know, I'm happy that Roman Reigns is on this reign literally like this you know he's having a great run but i was 
also cheering for Kevin Owens to win this match because Kevin Owens is Kevin Owens. He's done so much, and I would love to see him to be a multiple-time champion. He was a, he wasn't the first real uh, he wasn't the first Universal Champion, but he was like the first real champion because he had a nice run after Finn Balor got hurt. It would be great to see him win it again. Um, but that match against Kevin uh, against Roman Reigns, very hard hitting, a lot of cool spots. I mean, they fucking literally stole the AEW spot from <laughs> Stadium Stampede, and even before that, with uh, with Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy, they just duplicated that with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. And this one was fucking hard. When Kevin Owens got hit by that fucking golf cart, he went through the fucking little protective plastic that's the windshield and shit like that. It fucking looked like it hurt. But those guys beat the shit out of each other, and I fucking like that. Yeah, that, that was a really good match. I, I missed like, the middle portion of it because I went to go be greedy and get a cheesecake in the middle of it. But... Hey, I was eating my pizza <laughs> during that. But for the parts I saw, it was really good. Um, I didn't like the ending too much, though. I thought it, it kind of stalled. I, not, it wasn't really the fault because they had the handcuff thing, and then they like, gave him about the handcuff, and then the, the guillotine was finished with just a tiny bit odd. Um, I'm not going to lie. But besides that, the 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 cart the cart spot and the in the t- the announcement table spot in the back, and the table didn't break at first. The table looked sturdy, and then uh, when he did yeah, the, that was a thick table. That was a big table, and then he did the elbow drop. That was pretty cool. But I, Roman and Kevin Owens just don't disappoint when it comes to matches. Really, like they always put some kind of kind of clinic on, and it's always good. And I'm kind of sad that this feel going to end here, and Kevin Kale gets nothing, but. It built him up. It built him up, and I think that's that's good enough takeaway from it. Yeah, if Roman wasn't having this crazy good run right now, it would have been great to see him win. Like I imagine, if this was like Roman Reign from three years ago, Kevin Owens probably would have won this match. Mm, yeah. But now, like the way that they're using Roman Reigns, the way he should have been built a long time ago, but now they finally figured it out to make him really a star. It's working out now, working out really well for him. It's just unfortunate someone like Kevin Owens couldn't walk away with the win. Yeah. It is but sad. Crazy good match. I mean, you missed the one part where he did the senton off of the off of the forklift. That was pretty fucking badass. He and that's that's the one thing cuz when Kevin Owens does like a frog splash or a swanton bomb, he 90% of the time he's always missed it. But when he fucking connected on this one, I was like, thank God, because that was a big <laughs> splash. And, you know, he didn't have to go straight through the fucking table. But it was really cool. Good match overall. Yeah, I'm about to rewatch that spot because I do want to see it. And then we had the last match of the night was the Men's Royal Rumble. You know what? This pay-per-view started at 7, went till 10. Um, very small amount of numbers, like, of matches on the card. But when you think about it, the Royal Rumbles typically almost go for an hour anyway. Yeah. This is this is definitely the longest pay per view since I want to I want to say the last Rumble. <laughs> no, sorry, Mania. <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because this match, uh, this pay per view went on for a little bit longer than you expect. Because like they've been trimming down pay per view times, or at least because now they start at seven. You're not almost at twelve o'clock at night when they're doing a pay per view. Too bad they don't fucking fix that for like Raw, <laughs> or at least right. you know, take away a fucking hour. But um, I was very happy with this men's Royal Rumble for what it was. I mean, they had some. It was very interesting that the the women's Royal Rumble had so many call ups and uh, surprise returns. But then we didn't get this for the men's Rumble. We got 
Damian Priest who showed up and he sh- he really showed up. Like he had some cool yeah. cool spots on there. He fucking eliminated Kane. That was big for him. It was cool to see Kane come back. Um, and it's funny too because we did do our watch <laughs> of the Royal Rumble 2001, and that's where Kane made it, like started the first record of most eliminations and looked beefy as fuck. And then here we get him. And he's not like fuck. He's like big ass beer gut, hairy and shit like that. Still a fucking monster. But if anyone who showed out the most on like fucking Carlito came back, that was probably my favorite return and just of the night seeing Carlito. Not Carlito just like as Carlito from back in the day of like 2010 or whatever. This Carlito was fucking big. This guy literally looked like he put on a fucking like you know those. WWE Halloween costumes kids wear where you could be like wear the John Cena like fake muscle suit. Yeah. That's basically what he looked like, but that was real fucking muscle on the dude. The dude was beefy as fuck. Not like, you know, shredded, but just a big guy that you could tell those muscles are like, whoa. He kind of looked like he like put like a little like, you know, SpongeBob with the like the fake <laughs> arms and he put yeah. the little inflates. I mean, because he just looked fucking huge. I still can't get over how big he was. I knew he put on mass since uh, he left WWE, but Jesus, Carlito was huge. Like, Vince McMahon has to sign him now. <laughs> he was probably salvating in the back, looking, looking at Carlito. So when he gets oh, that's my WWE there. champion right there. <laughs> that's who's going to be Roman Reigns. Like <laughs> he, probably, he probably wanted to change the Rumble mid-match. He's probably saying, oh, God, shoot, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like... That was very impressive to see Carlito show back. Um, kind of surprised there wasn't like, you know, I'd say the biggest return was Christian because that was cool. Yeah. No one, I didn't, I don't think anyone saw Christian coming back. Like we've seen Christian in smaller roles, like you know, get he did he did have that match against Randy Orton, but I don't really count that. That was just literally a match so Randy Orton could continue to build his 2020 and being the Legend Killer again. But um. Seeing him actually come back and be in the Rumble, it was cool. You could tell the dude uh, was getting gassed as fuck. And it was just, you know, when he came out, you pointed out, like, Chris, like Edge was started to cry, it looked like. Yeah, he looked really, like, he looked emotional. I, people probably never thought he would share the ring with his best friend again. And, and I think that alone kind of, there's certain, there's certain stories in this, in, in this Rumble match that, that strings in your heart, that tugs in your heart. And this is that's one of them for sure. Just to see Edge and Christian the Ring again together, teaming up, it was just one of those few good stories that you can't really complain about, honestly. And like, I thought Christian was never going to wrestle again. I thought so. Someone told me that oh, he's too beat up or something like that. But so, it was cool to see him there taking bumps and just like having fun. <laughs> no, so he and he looked the same, like shape wise. His face is you know he looks old, but yeah, they zoomed in on his face age. and he looked old as shit. <laughs> But, you know, I was very surprised because it's been a rumor for a long time, well, since New, um, Wrestle Kingdom, but no Jay White, oh, yeah. you know? No yeah. Jay White. I, it would have been cool. And, like, I double-checked Jay White's age. I'm like, he's 28. I'm like, damn. That's also young enough that they could throw him in NXT. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, AJ Styles coming into the Rumble, like, AJ Styles is, like, too much of a veteran to be in NXT to begin with. A lot of them are, but specifically AJ Styles is. So it made sense on why he debuts at the Rumble. So then in my head now, like when I looked up Jay White's age two days ago, I'm like, maybe he will be an NXT guy. And maybe we might see like Finn Balor versus Jay White if we don't get like 
Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor again, you know? Yeah, but maybe, maybe they put Jay. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if he does come day one day, maybe he'll show up at like tomorrow. <laughs> maybe he'll show up at the day after WrestleMania. There's still some opportunities for him to possibly, if his contract is up, to probably show up one somewhere somehow. Um, but I, I want to see a big debut. This Rumble didn't have a big, big debut, and I'm not shocked. But I kind of just want to see something like like Ronda, Jay White, like. It, it, it wouldn't even be interesting to see Tessa Blanchard, even though I don't like her. But for like the sole shock factor, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Like the biggest thing to talk about going into tomorrow is that Edge is the Royal Rumble winner. Bianca Belair is the Royal Rumble winner. But it's always cool when there's that little extra piece, you know, mm-hmm. like people were talking about AJ Styles winning. I mean, being a part of the WWE for weeks and weeks and weeks. Like it was like a meme where it was like, yo, you guys know AJ Styles is like in the WWE. Like, like it was just crazy to see that. So like a big debut is always something fun. And, you know, I hope the night after Royal Rumble is something that could be really fun too. Like, I feel like when you have your three biggest like shows, which is, it used to be four survivor series still is, but like, the way they build stuff off sometimes. Oh no, Survivor Series still gets a good build, but like, it would be great to see if tomorrow on Raw, like, some big shit happens to continue to hype up the road because this is the road to WrestleMania. So, it'd be great to see what happens in between then and stuff like that, and what we get to help build it up. We're got a two night WrestleMania, so they need to fill out some shit. Um. They said, like, I saw some rumor that apparently there's going to be, like, four big money matches. Like, those big matches that you want to talk about. So, your double main events, I guess you could call them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see what would happen. I would have been I would have been really happy to see John Cena came back in this Rumble. That would have been great. I don't know what John Cena's up to. I mean, he's filming a lot of movies. He got a TV show now. Like, he's getting up there in Hollywood. But it would be great to just see him come back. And I feel like... That'll set him apart from The Rock, besides the fact that The Rock is the biggest Hollywood actor right now. <laughs> but, like, you know, it'd be great to see if, like, cause John Cena was purely built off of the WWE and what he's done for it. And I would say he's just, he's spoken more to children than The Rock ever has, which is what WWE's main thing is right now. The Rock has been more for, like, the adults and the teens. Yeah. John Cena's been more for the children. So, like, why not? If you're, unless they are really diverging away from this and trying to get more adult. I mean, Rey Mysterio is sponsored by a beer, which is also <laughs> sponsoring the WWE. So it seems like there's hope that they get more adult content out there. Um, so yeah, it would have been cool just to see a big return or just like, I think Christian makes up for it. But at the same mm-hmm. time, like, I kind of wanted a little bit more than Christian. No <laughs> offense to Christian. Christian's still fucking awesome. But it was maybe I'm just being greedy at this point. But it's not what I expected, but it was still very, very cool. Like it would have been great to see him and edge concerto <laughs> Matt Riddle. Yeah. Oh my, can we talk about Matt Riddle? And this yeah, guy? you had the biggest problem with Matt Riddle <laughs> the entire time. And I had the biggest problem with Baron Corbin that entire time. <laughs> Matt Riddle was just like every big spot or like what could have been a like or the interesting spot. Riddle was always there for some odd reason, like Biggie and Bobby Lashley fine. Like that's a dream match right there. Riddle comes in, interferes. Edge and Christian reunites. Riddle is just there for no reason. It's like there wasn't a moment in time where I, something that I liked was happening, and Riddle wasn't there. And I don't like the guy. I'll be honest with you. And, and it's just, his face just annoys me. 
Yeah, it's the thing. I, I mentioned this on the stream, but like, you know, if Matt Riddle didn't have this allegation that held against his head and like literally they changed his name to Riddle. So when people Googled Matt Riddle, <laughs> they didn't fucking see that there's a sexual allegation held against him. You know what? I wouldn't be that upset to see him on my TV or feel uncomfortable, you know? Mm hmm. Like, I don't hold it as uncomfortable as Velveteen Dream makes me on my television. And also, what's funny is Velveteen Dream is also kind of supposed to make you uncomfortable. But because of what his allegation is compared to Matt Riddle's, it's completely mm -hmm. different and also fucked up in the same words, but the same way. But I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't be upset to see Matt Riddle if this was a year ago. Like, a year ago before things went down, like, I remember him coming out to go one-on-one -on -one against Brock when Brock Lesnar was fucking tearing the roof off the place at the Royal Rumble last year and eliminating everyone. That was cool for me because I'm like, yo, they both got the MMA background. Matt Riddle is a good wrestler. I'll still keep that at that. Like, his matches on NXT were fun to watch, and he, like, has that MMA background, which always makes it a little bit more interesting. But because of his stupid stoner gimmick, which is honestly seems like just the real-life Matt Riddle... <laughs> Oh, and then just yeah. this allegation held against him, it, it just really like kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth. And you just, I would really hope that there's real proof that if it's not true, I would hope to see real proof that it's not true. Like, you know, him being fucked up to women. But until then, it's just weird to see that riddle, honestly. And like, he's kind of annoying just the way they <laughs> fucking push him. Like, the way he's getting pushed, it's similar to why I don't like Baron Corbin. He's just always in our fucking face. And I, it was funny because Shinsuke Nakamura, not someone who I thought would have won the Rumble, but I would have been very happy because it looks like they're trying to fucking fix Shinsuke after, you know, they fucking butchered him on his main call up and shit like that. But, okay, you get Shinsuke Nakamura looking like he's doing fucking well. Baron Corbin, I was about to compliment him. I'm like, <laughs> The deep six and end of days are pretty cool moves. I'm not going to lie. I respect those. They like end of days was my like finisher in 2k, but he then fucking eliminates Shinsuke. I'm like, just right when I was about to fucking say something nice about the guy, the dude pisses me off. <laughs> he, he eliminated Shinsuke. He eliminated someone else. But I forgot who it was. It was like right did, after. Did he eliminate Damien Priest? Maybe. I don't know who it was. Someone eliminated Damien Priest. I was pissed off. <laughs> but yeah, Corbin too. Like he's annoying. I don't know. He's just always he's just always there. And like people always make the joke saying uh, Priest is like Corbin two point I, I I hope not. I like I like Priest. Um, I I used to like Corbin too when he was a lone wolf. But this gimmick is just this king gimmick. Gotta go. The king gimmick at least gotta go. Um, at the very least. Yeah, yeah. they need a new king of the ring. Honestly. Get to Xavier Woods. That's his dream. Is it actually? I think he said that before, right? Yeah, apparently. That's a pretty <laughs> cool dream to have, though. <laughs> Why not? It's an interesting thing, too. I mean, when you see people like King Booker and shit like that, that was cool. Yeah. William Regal was a king of the ring. Uh, what else? Was Bret Hart king of the ring once, too? I think it was. Or Stone Cold was, too. Really. Yeah, Stone Cold. That's like really what like picked up the Stone Cold gimmick back then, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. Randy Orton also, because him, he is number two. Edge comes out as number one. But the fucked up part is yesterday on backstage, they said, okay, <laughs> Randy Orton is number one. Edge is number two. 
eight hours ago, WWE tweeted, okay, Randy Orton is number one, Edge is number two. Then next thing you know, Edge comes out as number one. We're like, what? Which kind of makes you lead to believe, like, okay, either they messed up by mistake, or then what ends up happening, Edge wins the Royal Rumble. Randy Orton gets injured, and part of me is like, oh, is this real? Because sometimes at some points in wrestling, like at this point I've gotten to the point where I don't know if something's real or not in terms of injury because sometimes you could just get injured off the smallest fucking thing nowadays, especially in sports and just being athletic and shit like that. But uh, after a while, when they kept focusing on Randy Orton and him stopping and stuff, I'm like, okay, they're going to pull the I'm injured but I come back out of nowhere type spot. And once Edge eliminated Seth Rollins, who is the final two, and I didn't hear the bell ring, that's when I said it like immediately. I'm like, okay, Randy Orton's coming out of nowhere. And then he tries to, and then Edge, get, like Edge obviously gets to eliminate him and wins. I don't like that. I mean, I don't hate that ending, you know? At one point, I thought Seth Rollins, because that's, his, I guess, a return. You could say that is a return, because he's been out for, I guess, what, three months now? Four months? Yeah, about so. So seeing him come back was cool. I was kind of hoping he wasn't going to win because for a hot second I thought he was going to win and then Braun Strowman basically almost eliminated him and then I thought Braun Strowman was almost going to win. I'm like, oh god, I don't want that to happen. That, that was the oddest final three ever. Honestly, like Seth, Edge, and Randy throwing Braun as four and Christian as five. Like, that's, just a lo- that's just a weird like oh, final Riddle five. Still and Riddle. Riddle. And Riddle, yeah, that's a that's just a weird group of people to be that the tail end of the of a, of a rumble, but you know, it is what it is. It is over. <laughs> but yeah, not like this was the one rumble in a while I can say that I had no clue who was gonna walk out the winner. Like you kind of had a little inkling, maybe Edge, but it wasn't for me. It wasn't strong enough to expect Edge was gonna win until it actually happened. Like last year. Everyone was fucking saying Drew McIntyre was going to win, and they fucking did it, which was great. But, um, yeah, I was just surprised to see Edge win it, to be honest. Like, I didn't think that was going to happen. I'm happy, but as we kind of explain, like, I don't know where they're going to go with this, because Edge versus Roman Reigns, Spear versus Spear, while it could seem pretty interesting, like, I don't want to see that. I don't think that will be, like match of the night type caliber or like something to really excite me drew versus edge could be a little bit more because i think they could put on a good match but i don't think like it'll be at the same time like i say about the roman versus edge matches like you know match of the night or anything like that yeah i don't know i i i, I guess Edge versus roman kind of makes sense with that the whole spirit stuff but outside of that there's no story and the answer to Drew just doesn't seem, I don't know, appealing. I feel like Drew has to drop the title. And honestly, I don't know who he drops it to, but whoever he does, I hope it's just something interesting, you know? I hope I hope it's worthwhile at this point. But I'm happy for yeah. Edge. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great for Edge. Like, who would have fucking thought a guy who was crying in the ring when he had to drop the world heavyweight title because he would, if he, they told him if he were to wrestle again, this would be like a life or death type of situation for him you know you're you're in a chair or something like that and medicine technology and all that has advanced so much since then that this guy is able to wrestle which is great i still get scared as shit to see him take a bump or daniel bryan take a bump but it's really great for just the story of it all and just for edge himself like edge 
said it himself. He almost he had to hold back tears when he was coming back to the Rumble last year. And then he had to hold back tears, it looked like, again, when he saw his great friend Christian get into the Rumble with him. So, storyline altogether, this is really cool to see. And hopefully, we'll see where this goes to. Maybe we'll get some answers on Raw, um, to an idea. But then again, it's today is January 31st. We still have almost two plus months to until the WrestleMania. So a lot can change from now. We got fast lane. We got elimination chamber. Um, anything could happen. Titles could be dropped. Fucking Edge could fucking put his <laughs> WrestleMania spot on the line. Right. <laughs> it could somehow turn into a triple threat match. Like things could still very much change. So hopefully we get some inklings tomorrow on what can happen and the months leading up to it. So I'm excited. It's just very just out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really it. I think it was just like a bunch of it's just a random it was just a random rumble. <laughs> it doesn't there's nothing to expect. And yeah, that's a good thing a good thing too of it just being like not predictable. So that that that's definitely there. But yeah, I'm, I mean overall it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I don't th- I don't think it was bad last year, but it was it was good. Yeah, definitely. Last year had a lot of stuff going for, you know, obviously the return of Edge, which is probably one of the biggest returns in pro wrestling. Um, just Drew McIntyre going to distance, Brock Lesnar being a fucking tank. Yeah. But still very good to watch. I just really wish, like, in a lot, a lot of things, I wish COVID wasn't involved because fans would have went crazy for a Christian pop. Like, you know, like Christian coming out there. That, that pop would have been crazy. A lot of it, like... Edge winning in front of people would have been great. Same with Bianca. Hopefully next year, our country gets their shit together in the next year. Hopefully. We're going to have fans at Mania. I really hope that doesn't lead to a lot of fucking trouble. I hope people got a quarantine before they go and they got to get a test and shit like that. But I doubt that's going to happen. I really hope somebody, I hope they're safe. Yeah. And I but, hope people just follow rules out there. <laughs> Um, before we even go, I was just about to say, I probably this is my biggest disappointment of the night, especially the men's Royal Rumble. No Keith Lee. Yeah. I was so sad not to see Keith Lee there. I was trying to like, you know, as the last spots are are coming up, I'm like, okay, Keith Lee has to be one of them. He Keith Lee got to be somewhere. And then when you realize it's not going to be, and then you're like, oh yeah, you know why? Because like Mia Yim has COVID, which probably means they have to keep. Keith Lee back home because they, they're obviously with each other and stuff like that. They're, I don't know if they're married, but they're seeing each other at the very least. So, damn, that's just COVID taking away something that could have been cool. Who knows if they would have given Keith Lee the win? I don't know. He probably would have just went the distance at the very least, or at least be what Braun Strowman was to the end, the final like five or four. But, God, I wish Keith Lee was in there. And I, I would have been so happy for Keith Lee when Keith Lee versus Roman Reigns at Mania. That would have been fucking, fucking fire, especially after yeah. their interaction at Survivor Series. That would have been fucking fire. Yeah, I mean, that would have been pretty nice. And also, I just read Jay Uso wasn't there either. I don't know what happened to, I don't know what happened to yeah. him. Yeah, Jay Uso did declare himself for the Rumble. So yeah. maybe he's been he gone did. for weeks. He might have a COVID case on his hands. Yeah, that that, that sucks. Like, that's someone who I would love to see, like, 
He could. He would have been someone that could have been the Final Four easily. Would have been cool to watch. That that sucks. Jimmy's the one with Tamina. I mean, not Tamina. (laughs) (laughs) Not Naomi, right? Yeah, it's Jimmy. That's so interesting. For some reason, in my head, probably because they're twins and they look the same, I would. (laughs) I thought Jimmy was the one getting the push in a way. Like I thought Jay was seeing Naomi, but yeah, okay. Well. At least it was great. Didn't mention that before, but Naomi came back. I, we might have mentioned. I'm not too sure, but that was cool to see Naomi. She could have easily won too, and I would have been happy. Yeah. But overall, like first pay per view of the year, pretty solid for what it was. Hopefully, as the months continue leading up to Mania, we get some good stuff. WWE, I feel, hasn't really dropped the ball in pay per views in a while. Like it's been like good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. I'm not going to say it's been amazing, but it's been really fucking good. You know, ever since Extreme Rules, the horror show was literally a horror show. They really stepped it up a notch, which is great. So hopefully this continues on for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say this. They started off, started off pretty decent. Like, um, I think they can only go up from here. I feel like, I, I feel like Limit could be really good. Fasting probably be boring, but I feel like Mania has a lot to live up to. That's all I can say. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. So I guess that's kind of basically the episode. We're just going to have some highlights on here. Unless we do decide to come back on Tuesday night and talk about what happens on Raw. has to be really big to talk about it. So if you're listening to us now and you don't realize there was any other parts of this show, you can clearly tell there wasn't anything big on Raw to talk about. <laughs> but if not, you'll hear a little bit more to this episode if Claude and I get back on it. Since these are our live reactions as the rumble is over. Yeah. So, uh, thanks, Quade, as always, and let's see what we got. Yeah, hopefully it's going to be a good show Monday. That's all that's, we're going for at this point. Alrighty, that's your episode. I hope you guys liked it. I hope uh, maybe recording right after pay-per-view is over is a little bit more interesting for you guys just to hear our reactions once they're, uh, once the whole thing is over. You know, it's fresh and uh, it's easier to talk about, I guess, once you just can think right off the top of your head of everything we just experienced. So I hope you guys like it. Uh, come back on next Monday for a nice episode between Finn and I where we'll probably be talking about, well, most likely be talking about WandaVision Episode 5. Uh, no one shot this week. Don't plan to do it every week like I originally said. You know, times change. Things get busy. So no one shot this week, but maybe a one shot next week. I'll let you guys know. Until then, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Project underscore Kfabe. Looking for more things to do for you guys. Looking for more things to do for this pod. Feel free to hit us up with any questions. Please feel free to leave a review. That would be great. Just hit us up. That's all I care. Thank you again for listening. Peace out. Enjoy the rest of your week. 